because you're a man and we know it it's the mid podcast your podcast for random shit geek stuff and wrestling you can listen to the podcast wherever you stream your podcast you can also follow us on twitter at the mid podcast you can find us on youtube at the mid podcast be sure to hit that like button and subscribe and leave a comment you can also support the podcast by becoming a mid podcast patreon Go to patreon.com forward slash the mid podcast and pick you out a tier that fits. You can also show off your support for the podcast by going to the midpodcast.com and picking you up some awesome mid podcast merchandise. We have sweatshirts, t shirts, stickers, and much, much more. I am one of your hosts, Catherine, here with my ugly co host, Brendan. Oh, hello, people. So, Brendan, it's time to get mid with this. What day is it? Monday. What's special about today? It's your birthday. Whoop, whoop. But besides that, what else is special about today? Uh, what are we going to be talking about? Some wrestling. And boy, is there a lot to talk about. Where do you want to start? <laughs> you know where I want to start. Well, let's go start. <laughs> Vince McMahon's a dumbass. Okay, so let's bring the listeners up to speed. If you have not already heard, because you're living in a bubble, it seems that one CEO and chairman of the World Wrestling Entertainment, um, is being investigated by his board of directors for immorality. We're going to call it that. Basically, he had an affair with a paralegal that worked for the company and paid her some hush money in the form of like $3 million, not to talk about their affair, and also had said paralegal sign an NDA. An NDA is a non-disclosure agreement, meaning you cannot talk about whatever is said in this agreement. So, what's your thoughts, Brendan? Um, Vince McMahon paid more for sex than he did WCW. Ouch. Um... His segment on SmackDown was stupid and bad, and I wish it never happened. Um, the people who were cheering for Vince McMahon when he came out, uh, fuck you. Uh, let's see what else is there. Um, he decided to cut people to get his dick sucked. Um, yeah, because when those budget cuts took place last year, said female got a raise right around when the affair started. So, just throwing that out there. So, you think the budget cuts has something to do with him having to increase her salary? Yep. Hmm. 
Anything else you'd like to say on this topic? Um, as Matt Caster said, I would like to say something, but I signed an NDA. You knew Platinum Max was going to drop something. Yeah. We love Platinum Max. Yeah. Okay, so my take on the Vince McMahon situation. Vince is an old horny bastard who needed his dick ridden. Can't blame the man. Most men are horny dogs anyway. It's okay. There are women that are horny dogs. <laughs> um, as of right now, it doesn't look like he legally did anything wrong. Looks like he paid this lady out of his own pocket, didn't use corporate funds. So right now it's just a, a moral issue, not a technical legal issue. But it could also lead to other people speaking out against it are speaking up about Vince McMahon doing something bad to them. Well, uh, and you're right, it could. So then, depending on what information eventually comes out, then yes, it could turn into a legal issue. But as of right now, it is basically just a moral issue. And as of right now, you might have stepped down as chairman, chairman and CEO, he is still the head of creative, so the product is not getting better. And yes. What was it? Thursday, Friday, this information came out that he is stepping back. He didn't step down. There's a big difference. He is stepping back from CEO and chairman of WWE. And lo and behold, recently stepping down from their position, Stephanie McMahon is now your new and chairwoman. Kind of funny, she sat down about a month or so ago. Did she know this shit was coming? So she's like, I ain't, I ain't touching this with a 10-foot pole. You got to feel bad for her because now she's going to have to play uh, what is it? PR control. And this is her dad. I mean, her dad did try when Stephanie was pregnant with their first kid. Her dad yes, did heard. try to make a storyline. Yes, I heard. We yeah. don't want to go into that. That's, yeah, we're not from Tennessee. And that's more an Alabama thing. Yeah, but I was just thought out there because, you know, we got friends in Tennessee. But yeah, Vince McMahon's a dirty dog. There was no reason for Vince to come out on SmackDown Friday. He did that just to show face and get a ratings pop because everybody thought that he was going to say something about, hey, I'm stepping back from CEO, chairperson, you know, Steph's taking over, blah, blah, blah. So he come out and basically said, the WWE motto shit. Boring as hell. And that was it. 
I understand it's an ongoing investigation, so there's probably not a whole lot you can really say. But you can say more than that. Well, yeah. But, dude, if you want to get your dick sucked, you need to learn how to do it and not get caught. Well, then somebody, I'm not going to say the lady's name, but somebody on Twitter found out who did it, who found out who said it. And that is illegal. Since it, since she signed an NDA, I forgot what it is. Or it's not an NDA. But they wanted to remain unnamed. Yeah. A doctor. Yeah, I've seen the story. Yeah, that. Now, that is kind of bullshit. Well, doxing people in general, I think it's fucking bullshit. But that's a whole other political thing that we don't talk about. But let me ask you a question. You had all these fans cheering Vince when he come out, standing behind Vince. Somebody posted on Twitter, made a sign, I support Vince, wanted to get the hashtag, I stand with Vince going on Twitter. Could you imagine the shit that would have dropped on Twitter had this been Tony Khan? Oh, it would have been bad. Could you just imagine? Sadly. But, anywho. But I will say this. When I watch WWE, I do not watch WWE for Vince McMahon. I watch it for the talent that is in the ring. So whatever Vince does behind closed doors is his business. I don't care if he's got 20 prostitutes sucking his dick right behind each other. I don't care as long as he ain't doing it in the ring on my screen. That's it. That's how I feel about anybody. What you do behind closed doors is your business. Yeah, but sometimes that stuff is illegal. Like hush money. But But technically that's not illegal. It's just a moral illegal thing. He is not facing any criminal charges. He didn't use company funds. He used his own funds, as it's saying right now. Now, if it turns out that he used company funds to pay her hush money, then that becomes a whole criminal investigation. See, but but usually where there's smoke, there's fire. And once you started an investigation and you start opening books, financial books, you might start seeing shady shit. Oh, yeah. But, anywho, more into WWE. Let's get off the Vince topic. Sasha Banks. Okay, well, you want to talk about her? Is she released? Is she not? Is there lawyers trying to get her released? There are rumors that her lawyers are trying to get her released. Um... Somebody put out last week that she was released from WWE. There hasn't been an official statement from WWE. So, 
I'm under the impression that she is still employed by WWE. Yeah. However, I do want to read you. Shit, where'd it go? Oh, fuck. I had it and I lost it. Fuck you, Twitter. (laughs) I read on Twitter from somebody that they think the reason they have not officially announced her release is because if she does still have the 90-day clause, that her clause would be up at the next AEW pay-per-view, and they don't want that, so they're holding on to her as long as they can so she wouldn't show up. Oh, so they're being petty. Oh, wait a minute. Here it is. So there's a person I follow on Twitter, blue underscore Fox 98, has this theory that if WWE released Sasha last week and has a 90-day 90 90-day 90 no-compete clause, it would expire just before AEW's All Out and Grand Slam. That way that if they keep her on longer, she cannot debut at those shows. I wouldn't be surprised that they did that, though. I mean, they did cut a sign, or they blurred a sign that said, Sasha crew for life. I heard about that. But moving on, what's our next topic, son? Um, I don't know. You have the wrestling news. I didn't write no wrestling news today. Outside of the Sasha Banks and Vince McMahon stuff. This has been a really, this past week has been a really shitty week for wrestling. So Monday we start off with AEW wrestler Jeff Hardy being arrested for a DUI. We talked about that. Then we get the Vince shit. On Wednesday, no doubt. On Wednesday. We get the Vince shit. Then over the weekend we have Two legendary referees pass away. Which sucks. Um, I forgot what they... I wasn't alive when they... Or I was young when they were refs. Or they were already retired. So, that sucks. So, yeah... This past week has been really shitty for wrestling. Well, yeah. Slammiversary was fucking amazing last night, though. Slammiversary was was good, was good, was good. I like that Queen of the Mountain match. I'd never seen one of those before. That was I was really surprised they uh, let Tasha Steele lose her belt. I'm surprised they put it on Jordan Grace. Oh, I'm not. No. I'm not I'm, surprised they did on Jordan Grace. I just no, didn't I like Jordan Grace. Let Tasha lose it. I love Tasha Steeles. She's a bad bitch. No, she's one of those I'm, bitches. You better hope she's on your side in a dark alley and she ain't looking for you. No, I have nothing against anybody in that match. I was fine with whoever won that match. And the Moose match was amazing. Yeah, I like that match. My favorite. I'm a big Josh Alexander fan, so I really was looking forward to that match. 
I wasn't expecting the moose match to be as violent as it was. Like, the dude took three Tiger Driver 97s on thumbtacks. I texted my mother and said, Canadian Destroyer onto the fucking thumbtacks. What the fuck? (laughs) Yes, you did text me that. It was amazing. Slammiversary. 10 out of 10 show. Second best pay-per-view of the year so far. And what did I text you back? Hold on, let me pull this conversation up. Here, I got it. Computer, because I know we were talking, I was texting you from the iPad. Um, you said it was some old, cool ECW shit. Uh-huh. And I was like, this yeah, is man, that was some old ECW shit. And then I responded with, this is why Impact is better than mid-WWE. And then I responded with, Impact is better than AEW. Yeah. Just kidding. Just kidding. I love my AEW. And then somebody said they're becoming an (laughs) e-drone. You didn't respond to that, so I was like, well, that didn't work. (laughs) No. Slammiversary is better than what Forbidden Door is going to be. Fuck no, we're getting Papa Will on. Oh, I need some Papa Will on me. Yes. Yes. Stop talking about Willow Spray like that. Oh, could you imagine the conversation me and your Annalita could have watching Forbidden Door? Please stop talking about Willow Spray like that. I'm going to freaking record us and put it on our YouTube channel. It's going to be the bomb. But you know what I liked about Slammiversary? Most of their titles changed hands. AJ it wasn't Styles this, showed up. Or here. It wasn't the same shit that you get at WWE. Like, you knew the titles are not going to change. So why the fuck am I watching this shit? Just to get my money out of Peacock. Here. AJ had a video package, which I was surprised WWE let him do. That's what I'm surprised about. Yeah. I've seen on Twitter somebody had said something to Samoa Joe about he didn't do anything. He said, I wasn't asked. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah, Slammiversary is pretty awesome. Yeah, Slammiversary was fucking good. And I have tried so fucking hard not to have to buy Forbidden Door. And I'm just like, no, I just bought Revolution, just bought what was the last pay-per-view Double we had? Or nothing. Double or nothing. Okay. My cable bill has been almost two hundred dollars. I'm like, no, can't do it. Motherfucker, you're giving me Will Ospreay and Orange Cassidy. Tony Khan, I hate you. Not you only that, now, we're getting Tana versus Moxley. I already knew those. And I was like, Jay okay, White. I keep up with that shit on Twitter, but when you, you're going to give me Papa Wheel, and I need some Papa Wheel in my life, like, today is my birthday, and I need to buy me a birthday present, and I've been debating on what I want to buy, I may have to buy me that Wheel Oil Spray, 
figure you sent me the link for? Oh, no, you need to buy that for me first. Happy birthday to me from me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've been saying I just want me a basic plain AEW shirt. I was like, well, I'm going to buy that. And then I'm like, mm, I really could use that Willow spray thing and just sit it up here and on my desk. And I could just look at Willow spray. Woo, yeah. Willow spray's fun. But do I want to drop $70 on a goddamn figure? It's fucking Willow Spray. I know, but I'm a responsible I'm going to. I'm a responsible adult. I handle my responsibilities before I waste money. Okay, but if Ringside had it, I would get it from Ringside. But Ringside currently does not have it, sadly. So, have to do what you gotta do. For Papa As Tommy Pickle says from the Rugrats, a baby's gotta do what a baby's gotta do. But let's see. Mm-hmm. What else? But was- now I'm gonna have to freaking buy Forbidden Door. And on top of that, we are having a church event Sunday night after church. Uh yeah, guess who's not going to that said church event? You That's- that's what I told your Nana and Papa yesterday at dinner, at lunch for Father's Day. Mama's like, well, your Nana's like, well, what are you bringing to the ice cream social Sunday? And I'm like, I'm not going. What? No, I will be at the church of AEW for Door on my couch. Uh, so, yeah. I will be praising the, the head dude from New Japan and Tony Khan. They're going to be the preachers. And I'll be watching all these fine people on my screen wrestling and kicking ass. That's all I need. I'll go to church Sunday morning, praise Jesus, hallelujah. Then I'm going to be watching some violent wrestling. Forbidden Door is going to be fun as fuck. And I hope the AEW New Japan thing isn't just for a pay-per-view. Like, I hope it goes on throughout the year and so on and so on and so on. I have heard that they want this to be a yearly event. Good. So next time. The man himself has said that he would like to see this as a yearly event. I would like to see New Japan on TNT every week. It comes on Axios after Impact on Thursday. I don't have access. I do. No. So, woo, fun website. So, I could record it and just FaceTime you and turn the thing around. You could just watch it. Well, no, I could watch it through something. Yeah. Through streaming my direct TV. Uh-huh. Yep. I pay for the shit. But... All right. We're ready to get into wrestling. I think we've chit-chatted enough about all this other bullshit. Yeah, it's time for Dynamite and Rampage. Mm-hmm. So, Dynamite. We start off Dynamite with the wizard, the influencer, Chris Jericho versus Ortiz in a hair versus hair match. We get William Regal on commentary, which I'm always excited for. 
Because I love him calling Excalibur Man in the Mask. <laughs> and you know what? Just he says Mr. Man in the Mask. Like he's so prim and proper. So the match starts off. We see Ortiz going right after Jericho. You hear the crowd chanting Eddie because, you know, we all want Eddie Kingston in our life. We see Ortiz looks like he's in charge of the match early. We see Ortiz block a hurricanrata by Jericho. Then we see Jericho body slam Ortiz onto the floor. And then we see Jericho in control of the match. Jericho goes for the walls of Jericho. And you know he's got his little cronies around. Yeah. The JS. Well, they decide they will interject themselves. And out comes Santana and my boy, Wheeler Yuta. Love I'm so Wheeler. glad we look back. So they come to the aid of Eddie Kingston, who had came down earlier. We see Kingston cheap shot Jericho, and Ortiz gets a two count. How the hell Jericho kicked out is beyond me. And then we see Fuego Del Sol come to the ring, hit Ortiz with Jericho's bat. And we get a swerve, and we're not talking about Swerve Strickland. We get a swerve. Fucking Sammy Guevara stole poor Fuego's outfit. Justice and for Fuego. Fuego got blamed for this shit at first. I need justice for Fuego. Fuego. Yep, he needs some justice. And Jericho gets the win. Thanks to Sammy Guevara. We hear the crowd chanting, Sammy sucks. I've been chanting this for a while. Yeah. I have to. And then we see Ortiz starts cutting his own hair. At least Ortiz is a man. He lost fair and square. So he cuts his hair. I don't know how I'm going to feel about Ortiz without the dreadlocks. Yeah, he cut himself. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. thought the match was really good. It was entertaining. I was expecting more interference than what we got, so I was happy with that. Also, I don't know what it is, but, like, blue and pink and, like, an 80s-style type background just felt amazing for AEW for some reason. I don't know why. Just, like, have that 80s vibe. I mean, you can't go wrong with anything 80s. No, 80s has some great music. As Ortiz is cutting his hair, um, if I'm not mistaken, Eddie grabs the mic and gets into the ring, cuts a promo. And all you can hear is Ortiz saying, blood and guts, blood and guts. Hey, Mom, what are you doing next week? I'm going to crappy Detroit. Detroit's not crappy. I used crappy. to live there. Been there, done that. Detroit's not crappy. No, it's just like every major big city. It's got its nice parts and it's got its crappy parts. 
I've, I've lived in two big cities. I'm done living in big cities. But anywho, until what was it? I tried to get somebody to go to Green. Was it Green Bay? Wednesday? I mean, yeah, this Wednesday for my birthday, but nobody want to go with me. Anywho, on to the next segment of all elite wrestling road raging. Our next match, we have Wardlow. He's so fine. He is so fine. Those muscles just glistening in those lights. Oh, and he's versing like the security guards. This was a squash match. You knew he was going to win. I like the point where like all the security guards jumped him and then like he just threw them off of him like he was the Incredible Hulk. Uh, not the 1970s Incredible Hulk. Let me let me specify the 1970s Incredible Hulk. This recent Incredible Hulk CGI bullshit is garbage. I like the original, but yeah, it kind of looked like Lou Ferrigno throwing these motherfuckers off. Um. So he begins to stack up people to get a quick pin. So technically, how does these other people count as being gone if their shoulders are not technically on the map? Because they are being pinned. But your shoulders have to be on the map to be pinned. Nope, not in this match. Okay. So then we uh, see he eliminates all the security guards. He gets smart marked in the ring. And then we hear the voice of none other than our boy, Dan Lambert. We love Dan the man. Dan the man sends in some UFC fighters, Woodley and Hughes, to try to take on Wardlow. Um, Wardlow calls Lambert a rich asshole and proceeds to ask them, you're going to take instructions from a rich asshole. And then we see Wardlow powerbomb smart Mark who got thrown to Wardlow by Woodley and Hughes. Yeah, Tyrone, Tyrone Woodley got knocked the fuck out by Jake Paul last year, so I don't count him as a UFC fighter no more. If you get knocked out by Jake Paul, you're a bitch. Well, this is not the time or place to talk about the Paul brothers, in my opinion, because I think they're both trash. But opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one, and that is mine. So we are setting up a Wardlow Scorpio Sky TNT title match eventually. And this time, Maxwell won't interfere with it. Yes. I do miss Maxwell, though, on TV. I don't. Another fine, fine man. Mm-mm-mm. Anywho, what's next? Oh, so then, oh, yes, our next segment, we get Dax Harwood. Love, love FTR, love Dax, but he is fighting. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, he's fighting Papa Will. Oh, I was so happy. 
I may or may not have to get a towel to sit on for this match. I kind of wish Will Ospreay never showed up now. <laughs> I seen him in New Japan. Yeah, but I still got to see Will Ospreay in person. Yes, yes, you did. That was Which fun. I hear he, he lost his, his, uh, Brian, his wrestling title this weekend. Brian Cage happened. But let's get on to our match with Dax and Will. They lock up. I put in my nose. Osprey is very fast off the ropes. I need him to slow down if he's in my bedroom, though. Um, we see Dax chopping Will so hard that he ended up in England. Yeah. Those chops were something. Those chops freaking were hurting me. I was sitting there going, ow. Then we see Dax got some air on Will. Looking good. The crowd was split between the two. Half of the crowd was cheering for Dax. Half was cheering for Will. We see Osprey with a drop kick on Dax into the stairs. We see Osprey give uh, Dax five German suplexes. Dax is the new owner of Suplex City. JR on commentary says Osprey going to be suplex drunk. Yep. Will you can come suplex drunk me anytime. Then we get close pinfalls from both competitors. And our boy Papa Will gets the win. With the hidden blade. This could be a contender for match of the year. Maybe. We'll have to see how Osprey Cassidy is. I say it could be. Up until this point, this could be one of the matches for match of the year. I still think FTR Briscoe's is match of the year. Yeah, I was surprised the Briscoes lost their titles at Slammiversary. Yeah, me too. So after the win, we see uh, Papa Will's group come down. They're United Empire, if I'm right. Yep. Okay. And then we see Rapongi Vice and Cash come down. And then all of a sudden, we see Orange Cassidy come out. We haven't really seen Orange Cassidy since he hurt himself in Revolution. And we get a face-off with him and Osprey in the ring. This was a match I didn't know I needed that I now need. When the crowd popped for OC, it was loud. And then we see FTR joining forces with Orange Cassidy and Rapungi Vice. So I guess that's clear to say the pinnacle is over. Yeah. Yeah. Your thoughts on this match? Fun match. Papa Will wins. Sorry, Dax, but your egghead got smashed. Why are you being ugly to Dax? What Dax I'm not being you? ugly. All I'm saying is Osprey's better. 
Anywho. So our next segment is our face-to-face with John Moxley and is it Tana Tanahashi? Yep. Okay, I get him and the other guy mixed up sometimes. Um, I put Mox gives great promos. We hear the crowd chanting Tanahashi. And we see Tanahashi takes the mic and he's going to speak and he is interrupted by Chris Jericho. And Tanahashi tells Chris Jericho to shut up. Yeah, his first words in AEW, Jericho, shut up. And it was amazing. And Jericho says that this was supposed to be his spot. Jericho sends the JAS to attack Mox and Tanahashi. And then we see El Desperado and Lance Archer come in, and they have joined forces with Chris Jericho. What the fuck? I love some Lance Archer, but why are you doing this to me, Lance? Because storytelling. Murder hog monster. But hey, at least this means we, bird. But hey, at least this means we get murder grandpa at Forbidden Door now. Yeah. Monero Suzuki at Forbidden Door is going to be fun. Oh, he's a crazy bastard. I love it. Yeah. Love he's the murder grandpa. Love it. So our next match. Our next match sucks, but it doesn't suck because it was a bad match. It sucks because I like both competitors. And I knew one competitor wasn't even going to win, but I, you had to put him in the match just because of where he was from. Our next match has my boy All Ego Ethan Page versus Miro. I enjoyed this match. I liked the match too. Didn't like the outcome, but I already knew the outcome going into the match. So we see Ego jumping out of the ring. Ego's kicking at the leg and arm and focusing on the arm of Miro. And we see Miro with a lariat to Ego. And then he is going after uh, Ethan Page's arm and shoulder. And Miro is taking it to... Ethan Page, Ego with a cutter, he gets a two count. And then we see Miro finally gets Ethan to submit. We all knew Miro was going to win, but it was good to see Ethan wrestle because, you know, Ethan Page don't wrestle that much. But I was really wanting all Ego Ethan Page to win. But I'm not mad about Miro winning. I'm not neither. So I'm going to wait and see who else is going to be in this little tournament thing to decide who I'm going to. Because what? I so far. Anyway, so. Well, Malachi Black is winning this week. Who's he wrestling? Penta. Oh, he's wrestling Penta. Fuck. I love me some Penta Oscura. Yeah, but. Uh, they can't work. It's Andrade and the Lucha Brothers. They can't work with New Japan. 
love me some hint of those. Damn it. But um I can't remember if it's triple A or if it's CMLL. But it one of them won't let the Lucha brothers and Andrade work Forbidden Door, which is kind of bullshit because their main contract is with AEW. Yeah, so, because I had seen somewhere that they said that they was wanting Will Ospreay and um, Andrade. Andrade to be in a match. I was like, oh, fuck, give that to me because both of them men are hot as hell. But yeah, anyways, what happened next? So our next match is our women's match of the night, and it features the doctor, Britt Baker, DMD, versus your favorite that gets your dick nice and hard, Tony Storm. Cannot confirm that statement. Oh, I can confirm that for the listeners. How would you know? I'm your mother. I know everything. That's kind of weird. I know everything about you, son. So, we see Tony Storm comes out swinging. Baker sends Storm into the ring post. Uh, we see uh, Baker's little sidekicks get involved. Um, then we see Thunder Rosa come out and chase away Jamie Hayter. It looks like uh, Britt is in control of the match. Then we see Tony Storm with a DDT to Baker on the floor. And then we see Britt Baker sitting, laying, sitting in the corner. And Tony Storm just does her signature, one of her signature moves, and just puts her ass all up in Britt Baker's face. Yeah. And I was really shocked at the outcome. They let Tony Storm win. And then we see a stare down with Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. And then that match gets announced for Forbidden Door. So, yeah. I think this is probably going to be one of the best female matches that I'm going to watch. I'm not a big fan of Thunder Rosa. I mean, she's a great wrestler. I'm just, I'm just not a fan. It's just personally, you know, it's just me personally. Bitch can wrestle. I'm just not a fan. Sorry, American Keith. I still love you. <laughs> so our next segment, we get Hangman Adam Page. God help me. God freaking help me. I put in my notes, stop whining, you little bitch. You lost to the best in the world. Yeah, now he's about to get switchblade, Aaron. And he wanted Okada and his championship, which was the IWGP, right? Uh-huh. Okay, I didn't put the thing down. And uh, Heyman says, you know, he was kind of a dumbass. Well, no shit. 
because he didn't realize that Okada had to defend his title and that Okada may have a chance to lose his title. I'll put in my notes, Okada will kick your ass. Yeah. Adam Cole comes out. And I put in my notes, will not challenge for title. Is Forbidden Door going to be about Elite and Bullet Club? Are we going to get Jay White versus Adam Cole? And Lord and behold, fucking Jay White from behind takes out Hangman. I put in capital letters. Fuck yeah. Hits Hangman with a good old Blade Runner. And I put then... White is fucking amazing on the mic. And White isn't going to be against Cole or Page. Then I put question mark three-way. Neither one. Neither one. Because you know why? Why? Some dude whose name starts with a K ends with a Y. His first name, at least. Last name starts with an O. And as I like to call him, Kenneth. Maybe Omega comes back. Too early. I don't think he's recovered. Nope. Too bad. Kenny's coming back. Mm -mm. I don't think that's going to be it. Kenny's coming back. We'll find out this Wednesday who Jay White's going to be fighting at Forbidden Door. I would leave it as a surprise and make it Kenny Omega. Uh-uh. It's not going to be Kenny Omega. It's going to be Kenny Omega. You know who I like to, to be? Fucking MJF. He comes and just takes over. Be like, fuck all of you bastards. Hmm. Yeah. Now that would be a fucking swerve nobody seen coming. That would be interesting. And then he could hold, he let him win and he could hold the, what is it? The IWGP title hostage. And he could be like, fuck you, Tony Khan. You won't let me come in AEW and work. I will go to New Japan. Storytelling. Just saying, throwing it out there. So our main event for Dynamite is was supposed to be a three-way ladder match for the AEW Tag Team titles. And said match was supposed to have the Young Bucks, yes, versus Jurassic Express, uh, versus Hardys. However, with said Hardy getting arrested earlier and... TK having to suspend him without pay. Um, They changed it to Jurassic Express versus Young Bucks. Not mad. Love me some Young Bucks. I'm always down for a super kick party. Super kick party. There were rumors circulating that had the Hardys been in this match, the Hardys were going to win. 
And they were going to be your new AEW tag team champions. And I wouldn't have been mad about that. I don't know how I feel about that. I think I would have rather let Jurassic Express keep them over the Hardy. But that's just me. So let's get into this match. We see the Young Bucks going right after Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. We see Luchasaurus getting a ladder. He gets kicked. We see Jungle Boy with a Hurricane Rana off the ladder on Nick Jackson. I put, what the fuck? Matt goes through table. Yeah. Table spots are fun. Then we see Nick, uh, Nick power bombs Jungle Boy through a table. Nick then does a 450 splash on Luchasaurus on a table. Thought this was the ladder match, not a tables match, not a ladders, tables, chair match, just a ladder match. But there was a lot of table spots in this match. Then we see the Young Bucks setting up tables on top of tables. Then we see Luchasaurus slams Nick Jackson on the ladder. We see Matt with an elbow on Luchasaurus through a table. Then we get Jungle Boy flying off onto the Young Bucks. And somewhere during this match, poor Nick Jackson gets busted open. <laughs> like, somebody clocked the motherfucker in the mouth. Sadly. Then we see Luchasaurus on a ladder. He's close to the belts. And the Young Bucks sent him through all four tables they had previously set up. Yeah. That was fun. Big Man goes down. Big Man pretty much stays down. Then we see the Young Bucks give the BTE to Jungle Boy. And we have new AEW Tag Team Champions. They are Nick and Mac Jackson, better known as the Young Bucks. Two. The first ever two-time AEW Tag Team Champions. And then they're going to lose it to FTR. And while the match was awesome and wonderful, the match kind of got derailed for shit that happened after the match. Yeah, it was still a good match. It was still a good match. We see Christian Cage checking on Luchasaurus. And I put, is he just going to leave Jungle Boy alone in the ring? Then we see Christian go up to the ring and he's helping Jungle Boy. And all of a sudden, Christian Cage, with the kill switch on Jungle Boy, grabs two chairs. We are getting the concerto. We're getting the concerto. Okay. Two Jungle Boys. And throws his jacket over Jungle Boy. And then lays on top of Jungle Boy. And proceeds to tell Jungle Boy's mother and sister, especially his mother, that you raised a piece of shit and that he will be eating birthday cake through a straw. Happy birthday, Jungle Boy Jack. So there was some controversy for this because um, after the match... It looked like Jungle Boy really got hurt and like that a part of the chair hit him in the mouth or something to the point.
point where the owner is out there like holy fuck what one of my top stars is fucking hurt like he was concerned storytelling no but um hopefully jungle boy is okay um Yeah. Christian saw Edge get taken out by the young guys, so he decided it's like, fuck it, I'm gonna take the young guys out myself. True. True, true, true. This is why Christian's better than Edge. I did hear, and I want your take on this. Last week after this happened, Bully Ray on Busted Open was like, I didn't see this coming. I didn't see Christian turning on Jungle Boy. I love Bully Ray. How the fuck did you not see this coming? They've been teasing it for weeks. Weeks? They've been teasing this shit for almost a month. There was little hints from a while back that you could just see. The bricks are starting to crack. And last week when Christian said they're going to have a ladder match, Jungle Boy looked at him like, what the fuck, dude? So, yeah. You could have seen it coming from a mile away. It was just a matter of when. Exactly. So I don't get where he said that, but I respect his opinion. I love me some Bully Ray. But yeah, this had been coming for a while. And that is how Dynamite ends. Very good. Very fun. Very evil. I thought Dynamite was balls to the wall, and I enjoyed every minute of it. Now, I know some, like, for things to be slow so you can breathe and whatever. Fuck that shit. Give me some balls to the wall. And I was all for it. I love action-packed stuff. It was action-packed. When DK says, I'm giving you balls to the wall, he delivers. He gives me balls to the wall. Like, I was even pissed when I had to pause the TV to go piss. I was like, I had to hurry up and catch up so I can keep up with Twitter. Because I don't want to know what happens because I haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. But I thoroughly enjoyed Dynamite. And I have my top five moments from Dynamite from June 15th. My number five moment, Tony Storm getting a win over Britt Baker. Was really shocked at that. Number four, Jay White showing up and taking out Hangman Adam Page. Number three, Christian turning on Jungle Boy. Number two, the Young Bucks winning the Tag Team Championship. And number one, Papa Will getting a win in AEW. So number five is... Jay White showing up 
Number four is Tony Storm winning. Can and I have a Jay White Will Ospreay sandwich with me being the meat in the middle? You stop. Number three. Where was I? What was your number four? Jay White. Number three, Tony Storm winning. If I already said that, it's on there twice. Oh, well, I don't care. Uh, oh, wait, no, I did say that. Three, Christian turning on Jungle Boy. Four, Young Bucks winning in Willow Spray and Dax. But, yeah. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Did you tell me to shut up? I said, please stop. Oh. I was getting ready to slap you through this computer screen. Anyway, it's time for Rampage. Yes. So if you didn't think balls to the wall on Dynamite was good enough, we're going to have balls to the wall on Rampage too. Rampage starts off with John Moxley versus the Inhuman Dante Martin. When did Dante become part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Uh, the Inhumans are not part of the MCU. They're coming. They're coming. Sadly, but anywho, this time we get William Regal on commentary, and who is on commentary on Friday nights most of the time? Jericho. But their banter was freaking awesome. I put in my notes, we get flying Dante versus kicking your head in Moxley. <laughs> Dante extends a hand. Moxley declines the handshake. Then we see Moxley become, is in control of the match early. Nice headlock by Moxley. I wonder if he learned that from MJF. Then we see Dante with a nice drop kick. Um, we didn't really see Dante flying that much in the match. It's still almost near the end. I put finally seeing Dante flying around, which is what he's known for. And then Mox gets the win by putting Dante in a submission hold. Good match. Very good match. I was expecting a little more hustling Dante Martin and some badass moves to Moxley to counter that high flying action from Dante, but Dante really didn't fly. Is he scaling back on that or or what? I don't know. Um, I don't know, but I think it goes to show that Dante is good without all the high-flying stuff as well. Oh, yeah. I think he, he could be a very good technical technical wrestler with the proper training. Did you see the signs? Uh-huh. So next, we get a Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland promo. Keith Lee tells Swerve, I will give you 30 seconds to tell me why I shouldn't beat your ass. I'm going to start using that when I'm ready to beat somebody's ass. I'm going to say, I'm going to give you 30 seconds to tell me why I shouldn't do this. I love Keith Lee, and I love Swerve. Swerve begins explaining 
and they're interrupted by Starks and Hobbs, who walks up. And Starks proceeds to say, you call yourself the best tag team, but you haven't beat us. Marinate on that a little bit. I like Ricky Starks. I like Hobbs. Can we just have Swerve and Keith Lee join Team Taz? I don't know how I feel about that. So we're not done with this Hob Starks Lee Swerve feud. Think they're gonna set something up at Blood and Guts? Mm, I don't know. Maybe carry it out a little longer. I don't know. But anytime I can see Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs, I'm okay with it. Our next segment, we get Penta Oscura dropping a promo for his upcoming match. The only thing I said about this was, what the fuck, Penta looking good in that suit? Penta's a badass. He's a very badass. So is Ray Phoenix. I love me some Lucha Brothers. They may. Take those tag belts away from Jungle Book. I mean, from uh, the Young Bucks. No, we need to get FTR, Young Bucks 3, at All Out, and boom. FTR has to defend their titles at Forbidden Door. If they drop their titles at Forbidden Door, then yes, I will see them eventually winning the AEW bag. Not only that. If they don't drop their titles at Forbidden Door, it might be a little longer. Well, no, because not only are the Ring of Honor champion tag team champions on the line, but IWGP tag team champions are on the line. So, yeah, very fun things. Who next? Our next segment is what everybody has been waiting for since Wednesday. And that is the acclaim and ass boys versus jobbers. And everybody's waiting for Max Caster's rap. Was very fun. Caster say he'd like to say something, but can't because he signed an NDA. Loved it. I also put, I love how they include Bowens even though he is hurt. Yep. Good old scissor me, daddy-o. Scissor me, (laughs) daddy-ass. And then we see the ass boys and Caster attacking early. was a quick match. Um, I put need trio tags soon. Yeah. I can't wait till we get the trios tag belt. We know they're coming. We know they're coming. It's just a matter of when. I mean, he's gonna let the cat out of the bag. They're coming. Just when. Then we get a hook promo. So the lady interviewing Hook, asking questions. Hook says nothing. Dan Housen walks up, starts talking for Hook. And all of a 
Wilson Hook says, I got this. Ten months ago today, CM Punk returned to professional wrestling. Your thoughts on Danhausen and Hook? I love Danhausen. I love Hook. I thought it was very fun and very evil. In our next match, we get the TBS Championship. Your champion, Jay Cargill, is going up against Willow Nightingale. I like Willow. But she ain't beating Jay Cargill. No. We see Jay coming up through the Money Vader. Jade earns Chris Jericho's Sports Entertainer of the Week award. We get Stokely on commentary. And evidently Taz and Stokely have some beef. Yeah. I don't want to get into a argument with Stokely Hathaway. Because Stokely Hathaway is amazing on the microphone. So let's go into the match. I put Willow was looking good. Jade looking better. I could see Willow beating Jade in the future. And notice that Kiara Hogan is the only one out there with Jade. Where was Red Velvet? She had an off week this week. And then we see Jay get the win. And then we see Athena sneak tack on Kiara. And then we see Chris Statlander hit Stokely in the back of the head as she's running down to the ring to help Athena. Yeah, I feel bad for Stokely's bald head. Got slapped. Your thoughts on the match? It was a fun match. Every yeah, week. I thought Hong in there better than what I thought she would. I thought it would kind of be like a squash match. No, I, they wouldn't do that to Willow. Willows are really damn good. But Jade gets better every match, and she's a fucking star. So, and then yeah. We get our main- our main event features goth kid Darby Allen versus one half of Red Dragon, Bobby Fish Filet. Yeah, fun match. You see Darby in the corner during the entrance. Bobby Fish attacks him from behind. Fish rams Darby into the ring apron. Like, that just hurt my spine. Like, I just felt the pain going up my back. They were still going at it outside the ring. I put, where the fuck is the count? And we don't need no count. You see Bobby Fish beating the hell out of Darby. We see the ref goes to check on Darby. Fish tosses the ref out of the way and goes back to kicking Darby's ass. I put, I could see Bobby Fish as a future individual champion. Yeah. We see Darby with a two count. He does a coffin drop 
from outside of the ring onto Bobby Fish. As Bobby Fish is outside the ring, Darby Allen does a coffin drop. Uh, yeah, the coffin drops. Amazing. I like it. Then we see Bobby Fish with a spear that sends Darby through the fucking ropes. Darby is going to end up getting himself hurt really bad one day with all these bumps and high-flying shit he does. As I heard Randy Orton say in an interview, he has learned to work work smart, not hard. (laughs) But you don't see him taking very many bumps like that anymore. No. Oh, where was I? Oh, then we see a standing ankle lock by Bobby Fish. I put, how the hell is Allen still in this match? By wrestling. Then Darby gets the pin with a counter move. And then we see Fish attacking. O'Reilly coming down with a chair and the lights go out. And Grandpa Goth is back. Grandpa Goth takes bat to poor Colorado's testicles. And then Kyle O'Reilly decided to tweet out shameful and disgusting act by the man called Sting. Here I am, a fan about to offer him a seat. He isn't a spring chicken, let's face it, and he twisted his ankle, I think. And what do I get to show for it? Swollen testes. Absolutely uncalled for. Hello, Colorado. <laughs> oh. Then we see Sting throws the chair in the ring. Darby with the chair. Puts it on Bobby Fish's ankle and does a freaking coffin drop onto it. Ouch. Would hurt very much. And that is how we end Rampage. And Rampage was amazing. And after the cameras went off, it seems that Hook and Danhausen come out to the ring and Danhausen got to say the famous words Stinghausen. Woo. Could we see some sting housing in the future? Maybe. Would you be opposed to some sting housing in the future? Uh, no. Because sting housing. But. Anywho. I don't. No, we have two shows that were balls to the wall. Yeah. Really good. And I have a feeling this week we're going to get the same thing because this is the last two episodes before Forbidden Door. Forbidden Door, it's this week. That's what I'm saying. So we'll get Rampage and Dynamite this week and Forbidden Door on Sunday. So our last two shows before Forbidden Door will be this week. And I'm pretty sure they're going to be balls to the wall also. And we get Will Wilsborough on Dynamite this week? 
Yes, we'll get to see. Mm. Mm. But get that towel out again. Anyways. Anyways, can we talk about one more thing before we end our wrestling podcast? What? You know WWE is in fucking trouble when they have to break the glass and have to call in Brock Lesnar, who showed up on SmackDown Friday night. Yay, for the 19th time. I'm going to sleep during that match. I mean, anytime I get to see Brock, I'm happy. But I'm kind of like you. I'm kind of over Brock Roman. And guess what? I'll do you one better. I'm not even going to watch the fucking match because SummerSlam is probably going to be ass. Would you have gone to SummerSlam if I had bought tickets? it It was in Nashville and we could see Brandon? I would go see Brandon. I would not go see SummerSlam. Damn. You like Brandon more than SummerSlam? I like Brandon more than WWE. Oh, shit. That's pretty bad. Brandon's awesome. He's amazing. Yeah, but he keeps Captain America in storage. Okay, Cap is overrated anyways. But we will be back after we watch Rampage and Dynamite this week because, you know, we love our AEW. AEW is very fun. Mm. AEW takes all my money. Yeah, but you're not complaining. I'm not complaining, but I need I need something in return from this. I need to work on that. <laughs> you do. You get good content. That ain't the content I'm talking about. I can't say <laughs> on air for the content I'm wanting. <laughs> but I don't think there's nothing else to add. Mm-mm. It was a kind of crappy week news-wise in wrestling, but the action from AEW offset the shitty action in WWE. So we will see we you will be back next week. Um, talking about Rampage Dynamite. We may wait until Monday to drop it, and we can just include Forbidden Door in that too. Probably. So, as we say on the mid podcast, because you're mid, and we all know it. And it's my birthday, so I can end this any freaking way I want to. 